All right. Hello and welcome. Hello. I'm Heather. And I'm Laura, the long lost. Long lost Laura. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Laura Croft, as you are known, you <laughs> do travel the globe. You fight <laughs> villains on islands. He's trapped in a cave for That's months, but I'm back now. That's it. Uh, mm-hmm. You also got COVID, unfortunately, yeah. after. The, I was so grateful that we didn't give it to you. Yeah. I was like, and we didn't even give it to her when we found out <laughs> I thought it was it. funny that you had COVID. Literally, I felt like everyone I knew had COVID. Like, you had COVID. Then I had COVID. Ricky posted on her story. She had COVID. Yeah. SP, she was like making all these fancy meals. She was like, oh, I've been at home with COVID. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I felt like everyone just got it at the same time. Yeah, I they did. Um, but yeah, but you're back. You're bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah. Um, Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, I started, you know, a job and it's going really well. Uh, I was just praising the people I'm working with. They're all much younger. I'm oh, really? for sure. The, I am, um, in fact, just this past week, um, I did reach out because they're like, respectively like 19 she's the youngest 27 and then like some other in-between numbers right um but i did have a i was like oh yes um i have a young person question and then they like dragged over (laughs) the 19 year old they're like she'll know and i had to ask um what no cap meant oh i was like what is no cap is that like in a way of a person saying, I'm not expressing this too, too grandly. Like, I'm, this is a lowercase conversation. I'm trying to approach you <laughs> in a respectful manner. And they all, like, absorbed what I had just said and took a breath. And they were like, no. <laughs> um, it's the opposite. They were like, it just, really, she said it meant, like, no lie. Oh, like, like oh, bet. Yeah. Like, bet or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking shit. I feel like I remember I actually had to ask that, too. And yeah, I feel like I'm considered a younger person. But I feel like, like, really young kids use that. Like, my little yeah. brother and, like, sisters. And, like, yeah, I've seen people in their... You know, I guess I have. It has been, like, probably teenagers yeah. now that I think about it. Probably, like, 18 at the oldest yeah. that I've probably heard someone say, no bet. And it was on YouTube. But they kept saying it. And I was like, what does it mean? And I was too embarrassed to type it in. So I asked somebody in real life what that meant. That reminds me of the other day. uh, I messaged someone like a really long message. Mm -hmm. So we were supposed to hang out. And then I was just like typed this long, ridiculous (laughs) message. And then they just messaged back, say less. And then I was like... Uh-huh. I felt, like, really nervous after that. I was like, wait, did I say too much? And then I was just like, Ugh. I was like, oh, God. And then, like, I was, like, looking up online, like, what it meant. I was like, what does it mean when someone says say less? <laughs> like, but I guess it just means, like, don't worry about it or something like that. Oh. So I was like, oh. But then, like, because I had started Ooh. to type after that. And then I was like, okay, I just won't say anything. What a relief. <laughs> but, yeah, it was really just funny. Said just said back, like, K. Like, like, <laughs> this is the most I can send to you. I'm too yeah. afraid. <laughs> it's funny, though. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I was talking to my sister yesterday. And I just discovered I, my whole life. She's 32. Two years old, I think. Pretty <laughs> yeah. sure. 32. I had no idea she celebrates Groundhog Day like 
with zeal every year. <laughs> I've never known anybody actually in life to give a shit about yeah. Groundhog's Day. And it turns out she sets her alarm. She like started to tell tell me in great detail all the f- fun events they have what? in <laughs> Pennsylvania. And I was like, who the fuck are you? I was like so floored. And I was like, I had no idea this was ever a part of your life. And I was like, have you just not told us? I was like, have you been just living in shame this whole time (laughs) from how embarrassing this is that you celebrate this? And she was like, no, this is an amazing holiday. So I didn't even know you could really celebrate. Yeah. Well, like, have you have you seen the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's like a real event. You know, they do that. They knock on the little door and they hold him up like Simba and they all (laughs) worship the rat god. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just something like, oh, the. He came out today or something on TV, and that's, like, it kind of a thing. That's like, pretty much it. But no, like, they <laughs> fucking party hard there, dude. Huh. It's like it's like a Puritan Oktoberfest, <laughs> I think. Huh. Yeah. That'd be fun to go to. It, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> now there's a part of me that's like, man, what if, what if I went to that? Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> and then I, I feel briefly, at the very least, we should mention... Uh, fucking Demi Lovato over the fucking holidays. I, I haven't heard anything I about this. defended this individual, you know? Yeah. This person. I was like, I could hang out with this person. They look really cool. They seem funny and delightful to be around. Yeah. And then I see online Demi Lovato sings to ghosts that have been traumatized. What? And then I, I literally went, nope. I... I said it out loud. I don't even, I don't remember if people were in the room. I just got, <laughs> like, I just saw red. And I went, nope. I defended this person. I stood up for Demi Lovato. And then they do this shit to How me. How does that work? Singing, I don't fucking know. They went <laughs> to some ghost town where a, some pretend ghost doctor had his little electromagnetic <laughs> magnetic shit and held it up and said, there's the ghost. And she sang, or they sang to it. Um, Okay. And that was that. (laughs) (sighs) Wow, she sounds kind of, or they sound crazy. um, I feel upset. (laughs) I feel betrayed, actually. I feel like this is something like, are they really serious about it? Or is it just kind of like, I'm doing this this for... (laughs) Because people are crazy enough yeah. for that shit. I mean, there are ghost hunters. People yeah. are like, oh my god, no, the ghost moved my suitcase. I swear I saw it. You yeah. know, it's crazy stories huh. like that. Well, that's very interesting. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I feel like we were just talking about Demi Lovato, too. So the whole fucking pair, well, not just, but yeah, I mean, that I, whole kick, Cooking with Paris episode with her and her, <sighs> they, them in it. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm bad at this. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> we're all learning and growing together <laughs> and we're all going to get canceled together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that shit with Joe Rogan is crazy, man. Have you seen that? No. Oh, really? Like... Uh, Neil Young was, was like, Joe Rogan's spreading misinformation. I demand that if you guys don't fire him, you have to pull all my music off of Spotify. So Spotify was like, okay. And then they just pulled all of his music off. Um, 
But he he's also on Amazon, I guess. He's part of some big Amazon deal. I don't know. There's like all this crazy huh. shit with Neil Young. But it did seem hip- hypocritical. There's actually a lot about Neil Young back in like the say the 80s mm-hmm. screaming about the gay people and AIDS, you know. Yeah. He had some pretty negative strong opinions about things and yeah. um but yeah, acting, I don't know. I truthfully don't give a shit. <laughs> I do believe in the uh, freedom of speech. Yeah, it's like, I mean... He's not a newscaster. He's never claimed to be. He's always just expressed that he's an entertainment-only yeah. type. Uh, you know, his weird thing with the horse medicine, you know, yeah. he said, I'm doing yeah. this for me, um, but, you know, you should probably go get vaccinated. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. You know, he'd say that shit. Yeah. And then people just... are really going after him like he's claimed to be the a news source you know like he's oan yeah (laughs) where they sign off and remember even when i'm wrong i'm right like that's crazy shit but he's just joe rogan he says all kinds of crazy shit um yeah so neil young Mm -hmm. his music got pulled then Joni mitchell who oh is some person, I guess, yeah, that I exists. Know you know who that is? is? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then some other people no. that I've never heard of, they're like, we're doing it too. It's like, yeah, we'll show you. And then they're like, okay, like, we don't care. Right. Like, Spotify just lost <laughs> dozens of listeners. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I don't know. I, I think there was some stock drop off. Mm. I, I think Spotify will be yeah. just fine. Really? I, I, Neil fucking Young. Neil Young. And people were like, way more people know who Neil Young is than Joe Rogan. I was like, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Joe Rogan's crossed a lot of platforms. Yeah, I feel like his name is just like, I feel like you have at least. I mean, I guess same with Neil Young, but still, I feel like Joe Rogan, yeah. He's just like someone I feel like everyone kind of knows. Yeah, and especially like the younger <laughs> generation. I'd say if you asked a. An 18-year-old, do you know who Joe Rogan is? Probably a yes. Do you know who Neil Young is? They'd be like, is that a person? (laughs) They would have no idea. So it's like, I feel like there aren't too many people probably like under the age of 50 that listen to Neil Young, you know, as as a relevant music artist. It's like everyone who's going to listen to him probably already has like their CD or um, their <laughs> records. They have their records <laughs> for sure. It's like, don't worry. We still have your records. <laughs> yeah. From 1976, buddy. Yeah. Um, that's that shit with Joe Rogan. I feel like I had, you had reminded me of something. Now I forgot it. Oh, did you see that stuff with a uh, Whoopi Goldberg or whatever? I just saw that something happened, but I did not click on the story. Oh, I yeah, didn't it was, read it. It was, like, kind of, like, whatever, but I guess she got, like, dropped from, like, a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not sure what she was, like, really doing, but she was, like, on some talk show or... Yeah, she's on The she, View. Yeah, The View, that's what it is. And uh, she just said something like, oh, that the Holocaust wasn't about race or something oh. like that. Oh, you yeah, so can't say that. <laughs> so everyone was freaking out because she was like, oh, like, typically, in my opinion, like... You know, race is something you can see, and yeah, just everyone freaked um, out. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, millions of people didn't get murdered yeah, for being not that. <laughs> um, they were very. They specifically mentioned yeah. things, reasons, say why they did what they did. 
literally, yeah. I, I, I think she, like, went and, like, po- apologized and stuff. And was like, things have been explained to me, and <laughs> I understand now. I think that was, was like, the smart yeah. thing to do. Even Joe Rogan came out and apologized, oh, really? too. Uh, he came out, not that I think his statements were as egregious yeah. as that, <laughs> but he did come out and say, like, you're right, like, I can do better, I can try better, but I'm, I'm you know, not a doctor, yeah. and I... I don't know everything, yeah, and I'm going to sometimes get it wrong. And I had seen, like, a story or something with him, like, the other day, too, like, on Snapchat. I was just like, oh, whatever. So yeah. I feel like I keep seeing it everywhere. It's, like it's going to be the same garbage. Yeah. People just screaming that he's a piece of shit. There is. I was telling um, somebody else, because I get so excited to share this when I learn it, or when I hear that people haven't heard about it, but... Um, in Brazil, pockets of Brazil, there's that, uh, they have like a Confederates Day to celebrate their Southern heritage because when the Civil War ended and Reconstruction was starting and there were people that were like, hell no, we are still owning slaves. Yeah. And Brazil was one of the last places that still had slavery. So you had like thousands of white Southerners move to Brazil. And there are people there that like celebrate that their great, great grandfather was from Texas or Virginia or wherever. There was like this huge wave of white people. So (laughs) you still have like some blonde haired, blue eyed Brazilians, you know, from. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. This is, like, totally random, but I just saw something the other day, and it was, like, on Reddit or some shit. It was, like, can I still call my friend an African-American if they're blonde hair and blue eyes, but from Africa or something? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just, like, Uh. you're an idiot. And then I was, like, okay. (laughs) It's so funny. But, yeah. Technically, it could. It might be a bit disrespectful and weird. And (laughs) And I was, like, um, just because they're from Africa and they live in America Yeah, they're they're not really... (laughs) I don't know, it's just the weirdest question. I was like, okay, and like... Yeah. Man, I'd like to hear Joe Rogan answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) And see him walk out of that unscathed. Oh, I watched this show, sorry, before I forget, um, called Archive 81. Did you see that Uh -uh. on Netflix? Mm -mm. It was like kind of weird. I don't know if you'd be like, if it would like freak you out, if it's like too scary. It wasn't like really scary. And I feel, like, kind of disappointed with the ending because it started off, like, really strong, you know? Bummer. But it was, like, um, this kid, and he repairs film. I don't know what that would be called. Like, old film and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, like, old movies and shit like that. And um, he gets, like, these weird tapes, like, um, cassette tapes from, like, the 90s or something like that. Mm-hmm. This girl who lived in this... Uh, creepy like apartment building she's like there to try and find her mother or something like that she was adopted and he starts like repairing these tapes and then like really weird shit starts happening and it's kind of like there's this weird cult in the building and just like yeah it was like pretty interesting that last episode is so weird but yeah it was, i was actually weird like pretty or you think like a good setup for um, a second season I don't know. I thought that it would be like one of those shows would be good just ending with the first season, but then I was hearing things that there's going to be a second season and I was just like uh, yeah, like feels like they're stretching it, but it was actually like pretty good. Like I watched it in a day cuz I was just like, oh, like I it was like okay. pretty good. It was Maybe I can handle it. Yeah, you might like it. it. There's just like creepy parts like oh, like a séance and just like weird Oh, okay. Maybe it's like weird that. noises, shit like that. Nothing like really freaky. I don't like, like, like... It's not like murder, gore, like anything like that. I don't so. even like really dumb, scary shit. Like, 
the cabinet door behind the person opens and they don't yeah. see it. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I can't handle this. The only part that might freak you out is the seance and really it's not that bad. So, But it was actually okay. pretty interesting. I want you to watch it just so I can talk to you about the ending and just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will watch it yeah. instead of rewatching something I've seen yeah. 80 times already. I feel like I have a lot of things. Like I haven't been watching TV or like anything. Yeah. So I just feel like, yeah. I mean, I watched The Witcher and that, so that's why. Yeah. Did you watch The Witcher? Uh, No. Yeah. I don't know if I have much interest for it. I even tried to play the game, but like before, and I remember thinking the game was, I don't know, I got bored really fast. Yeah. I feel like it's, the game is like one of those games where you have to do a lot just to like do one like achieve anything. one thing yeah i don't like games like that like no offense. like i know it's like a good game like and i think there's like a story mode and stuff like that where you don't have to do things like that but it's like those games where it's kind of like um what are they called like i don't know the ones where it's kind of like you so go like the adventure role play type yeah open like role play stuff. yeah i hate games like that where it's like you yeah. have to collect all these potions and then you upgrade your sword and now you can yeah. kill this fucking thing yeah and it's just like yeah, like I do groove on games like that because I'm, I have very, we've discussed yeah. it. I have very little <laughs> talent when it comes to playing video games. I'm terrible yeah. at it. So I need dumb little goals like that mm-hmm. to feel like I've accomplished anything at all because yeah. otherwise I die constantly. I'm always in story mode. It's always easy. Like yeah. everything <laughs> is really laid out for me. And again, I still die a lot. Yeah. I run into walls. I fall off fucking cliffs. It's fine. It's Dylan. the worst. Dylan is the same one. I thought it was weird. He's like, I was like, oh, he's a guy. Like he should be good at video yeah. games. But then like when we play together, I'm just like, <laughs> like, I feel bad. He's like, you're getting so impatient with me. And I'm just like, what are you well, doing? Like, We'll be in a room looking for something, and it'll be like he's just standing in that corner, right? He's, like, looking down. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, l- walk around. Look around. And he'll just be like, I oh. can't figure it out. <laughs> I've absolutely done that. And, like, occasionally where I'm, like, the same, you know, it's just yeah. whirling, these whirling grays and browns. And I'm like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. And I'm freaking out. Yep. Some of us are just not, we don't have the dexterity yeah, for it. Like- the emotional uh, readiness for it. I I have, and like, I've even played really easy games like Fall, what is it? Fallout Guy? Fall or Fall out Guys? Guy. Fallout oh. Guy. <laughs> Man. We're a uh, Fallout Boy cover band. <laughs> no. Fallout Guys. And they wear those fucking <laughs> costumes. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, a girl at work has been playing a lot I, more Fallout Boy than I've ever heard in my oh, life really? has been oh. played. <laughs> yeah, but by more than I've ever heard in my life, I mean like maybe I've heard seven or eight songs oh, okay. in a week. It's really yeah. genuinely more than I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Um, oh. I forgot the point I was making. What were we talking Fallout about? Fallout Guy. Oh, Fall Guys. Fall <laughs> <laughs> Guy. And it's like, because okay, if you um if you pass the finish line, often it'll go toward to a player that's currently playing trying to cross the finish line uh-huh. in time before the timer runs out. You just watch people struggle after you've kind of oh, okay. it's like a race to the finish line. Oh, you've okay. got like sixty people that are hmm. trying to get. Um, but if you when you get there, you have to watch somebody and you watch the same person over and over and over again. Even if they keep dying, you often get a comeback. 
and keep trying it like little checkpoints. And I usually fare pretty, pretty poorly with that <laughs> game. I mean, like, <sighs> I know you haven't played it. You no, you have PlayStation. Yeah, I haven't played it. But you though. haven't. You uh-uh. have to download it. It's ten bucks. Oh, okay. It is really fun. It's a very cute little game. So you have three, three or four stages. I've never made it past the third stage. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was I've literally only done that once. Um, most teenagers can get through that shit every single time, no problem. All four yeah. stages, win trophies. <laughs> I usually die after the first. <laughs> little stage um and it's like they have to be watching me and assume i'm i'm probably like seven it's like oh yeah like i'm a poor little guy (laughs) like the way that i play it's like they have to think i'm a small child that like is just playing with the buttons and doesn't really know what they're doing yeah that's how bad i am at video games have you heard of the game i'm worried this is wrong but ratchet and clink yes i've heard of that yeah my sister, my sister got a PS5, which, oh so for Christmas, my dad was like, for your Christmas gifts, I'm getting you guys PS5s or whatever. Uh-huh. And then like the PS5s never came or he, I don't fucking know. So then my yeah. sister was like, dad, like just return them. Cause I think he bought them from like a fake website or who fucking knows. Oh, no. But then, so he returned them, got his money back. And then he's like, whenever you find them, cause my sister's been doing things like, oh, there's a release in Denver. Like, if we drive up at 6 a.m., we can get them. And I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. Like, if like, you want to do that. I don't need it because you have a PS4. Yeah. I'm like, I'm fine. Like, once yeah. it's readily available, like, I'm not going to fucking wake up, go stand yeah. in line, do all this shit for it. Like, so, um, yeah, there's like a day she's like texting me. She's like, you need to download the Walmart app. Sign up for the year subscription trial then do this and all that and i'm just like oh my god like did you actually do all that no because i was just like i don't feel like doing this she did it and then she got like the ps5 bought it through my dad she was gonna do it for me like on a different account or something you have jared do it and uh then my dad texted her and was like why did you do that without asking me and like freaked out or whatever so my sister got a ps5 and i was just like (laughs) whatever so i still yeah. haven't gotten mine i don't really care but um yeah they've been playing like ratchet and clink on it and they i guess the ps5 doesn't have like many games yet really or something or like good I games thought they or... could, i thought it could play ps4 yeah games. so that's what they've been doing they've just yeah. been playing like ps4 games and like stuff like that but they could get the vr games which look really huh. fucking cool huh. yeah i don't know i kind of hate vr it makes me like sick maybe it's gotten better since when it first like came out but i don't know maybe there was only i really don't have an interest in playing them there was one weird game that i i was just going through previews of games Uh looking for like i don't know editor's choice or whatever um and there was one it was like this paper world where you like create stuff in it it's that looked really cool if I ever got VR, it might be just for that game. Because yeah. it's like, I can't do scary. There's no fucking yeah. way I would ever do anything scary. Um, action? I'm just really bad at video games. Yeah. I think I would probably do <laughs> way worse with the VR yeah. than anything else. But So you've been playing, though, Ratchet and Clank. Is that the, or in- they play it. I don't even know what it is. But my sister's always like, do you want to come downstairs and play Ratchet and Clank? But I've just been, like, sitting in my bedroom the past few weeks and stuff. So I've, I'm just like, eh. But she keeps asking me to play with her, and I didn't know. I felt like I had heard you talk about it for some reason. But then I was like, maybe I'm imagining or someone else told me about it. I'm not sure. That might even be the um, right name. 
You no, I mean it is I like I'm totally familiar with yeah. it. Uh I don't know that we've talked about it. Yeah. But like it's a game I've thought about playing. Yeah. Like I've seen it. It looks fun. It it just looks like little puzzles and That's what she was saying. It's like a yeah. puzzle game. Okay. I'm, I don't like I'm t- I think maybe I'm even like a slightly crash band is it bandicoot oh that's what she was telling me it reminds her of sly cooper because i I used to play that game a lot when i was a kid oh really and i loved it it's so fun you should play that game (laughs) oh and then sorry just last thing so and then i did buy another game bio uh oh bio bio mutant oh bio mutant that one looked cool because i had a wreck like a little raccoon with like a big giant (laughs) machete and i was like well that looks pretty sweet so we bought it but i haven't touched it and then john also got me for christmas i I want to finish. I love Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I got the Valhalla one, so I'm going to play that. Um, but then he got me Okami, which is, I remember playing it on the Wii back mm-hmm. when, like, remember when people had Wiis? So, like, I was playing <laughs> it on the Wii, and it's like this fox nine tails, basically. Um, I don't know. And it just has to go fight these, like, Japanese kind of mythological creature. It is, like... I guess a little bit more like anime-ish type style. Um, It's like a bloodless type game. It's all fantasy. It's like really, really fun. It was so fun. And it's not scary at all. So (laughs) that's what makes it the best. Um, So yeah, I'm going to play that after I'm done assassinating people. But we had Zaya watch the cats, right? Um, There was a miscommunication about what to feed them. We were, like, fucking laughing hysterically yeah. about it. But, like, she the last night, and I think we ended up, we were going to actually be home that night, yeah. so we told her not to worry about it. But she was like, they're out of cat food. Like, where did you need me to go get more cat food uh-huh. or something? We were like, out of cat food? How is she out of cat There was, like, a whole bag of dry yeah. cat food. And she had mistaken to giving each of them a can of cat food every single night. So she went through all the cat food. All of the cats were noticeably fatter (laughs) when we got back. We like opened the door. We were like, oh my God, you fat butts. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we love her. (laughs) They did. And then, because we did not give them any cat food for like a week. And we were like, oh, they hate us. They're like, just meowing and like so intensely at us their eyes are all crazy like they've got gravy eyes you know Dude. they're just like howling at us like yeah bring back the girl <laughs> it was so funny oh my gosh funny hold on let me so she texted you when was it like the end of like it, it was past December? the new year it was probably the third maybe of january second or third of january that she had texted us yeah because okay here it is literally she was like where does your friend keep other wet cat food in the house? And then I, like, remembered she was watching the cats, and I was like, oh, Heather? I was like, it should be in a box on that wooden table next to the cat door. She's like, is there somewhere else she would keep it? Because there's no more in that box after today. I was like, probably not. I'm not sure. I was like, they don't always need it. Their dry food is enough. And then she just, like, didn't reply or whatever. But, yeah, I was, like, thinking. I was like, I was, like was she, like, feeding them a lot of the wet food or something like that? Because I was going to be like, oh, they only need, like, a can or something. like. And then but we, yeah. Yeah. So, like, and then we got, like, and then we got, a, like, a separate text, too, about, like, oh, and I I left the the trash bag of, like, fr- the from the litter box by the door or something like that. I was like, what? 
huh? <laughs> and we were so confused. We were like, what does it mean? And we, we were like trying, we were totally expecting, we were terrified of like worst case scenario. We're like, okay, we're going to build up some crazy shit in our mind. Yeah. So that way when we get home and shit, <laughs> if shit's just kind of weird and off and not as bad as yeah. we predicted, then like, great. Yeah. Then she did a great job. It actually wasn't too bad. She had just like done individual bags and then just like put them in a bigger trash bag. Like oh. she was going to take them all up at, yeah, at once. Nice. But yeah, we, uh, we had a good long laugh because we were, <laughs> I think we were just about to get to parts of the mountains where like we weren't going to get signal. Yeah. We told her not to worry about it, but it was like... <laughs> just i wish i could remember some of like the crazy scenarios we had built up yeah. about what we were gonna find but like luckily it was not that bad yeah. at all it was just so funny watching them and i think because we have a baby gate up so that the dog doesn't fuck with their cat yeah. room and eat like the treats in the litter box um but watching Higo have to jump over that baby gate for like the first time in a couple <laughs> weeks and he was definitely like two pounds heavier yeah. than he was before he struggled a little Aww. bit He's up, like, he looked like a fat little raccoon we were like oh my god your ass got huge so pyra was a little chonker polly who's been gaining you know fairly regularly she just you know she's, she's a little thick but yeah, she was definitely yeah. like a little chunkier too. We That's were like, funny. oh my God, you yeah. guys are going to have to work that off. I think it's so funny that you were like, the dry food should be enough. Yeah. <laughs> she like never responded. Has she talked to you at all about it? No. At all? Nothing. That's so funny. I is just one of those people who it's like, I feel like you can be so clear with her. It's like, there's no way like she'll mess anything up. And then somehow she just is like so confused Panicked. or something. <laughs> and, then, and I'm yeah. like... Because she called me, too, like, one day asking me something, and I was just, like, I don't even remember what it was. I was, like, so confused. I was, like, what are you talking about? I felt like I was, like, annoyed with her. I was, like, yeah. kind of in a bad mood or something when she called me. And she's, like, okay, never mind. Sorry. And, like, hung up or something. And then I was, like, okay. Well, hopefully it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's so strange. but Yeah. It was uh, it was really fucking funny. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I was, I've been dying to tell you that. I was like, oh, I can't funny. wait to tell her how fat the cats were. Yeah, I was wondering we how back. it went. Because all she told me, she's like, your friend's cats, they're so sweet. Like, they're just so loving. And she's like, there was like a night she randomly texted me, like, I left that light on in their room. Is that okay? I was like, I just, sure, probably I don't be know. fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's. It's like, it's not my house, but yeah. sure. <laughs> like, yeah, turn them all on. Yeah. Fuck it. <sighs> We should probably yeah. get started. It's okay. getting yeah. late. Well, shit, man. In honor of you, you know, your comeback. Do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. Okay. I'm nervous. I feel like it's been a while since I told my story. So You got it, probably sister. A good amount of time. I don't know. I've... Mine's probably going to run over. Okay. So if yours isn't long enough, don't you right, worry. Awesome. So um, doing the case of Sydney Loof, I thought it was just like, sounded kind of crazy i don't know once i was like actually writing it out i was like is it really that crazy i don't know but it was still like pretty interesting so yeah. whatever and i am um, uh, i read a really brief synopsis of, yeah. of it and i was very interested yeah. in hearing the details it's like, oh, like kind of like weird like kind of like different than like the oh, usual yeah. like and then what else was i gonna say oh okay um my source was literally i just listened to that podcast the 
Mind of Madness, I think that's what oh, it's called. Cool. I wrote it in here, but it was funny because then, like, I just was, like, listening to it, like, all day at work. That day I texted you yeah. and then my coworkers and I just, like, kept listening to stories. It was, like, pretty interesting. It's kind of like that Ashley Flowers chick, how hers is just, like, she just gets right into the story. Mm-hmm. They don't really talk or anything like that. And the guy's voice is very, I don't know if it's soothing, but it's just... Savory, different. would you it's say? It's very, like, yeah, it's, like, just, like... And it's like it's just the way he talks, but yeah, yeah. So I started listening to that. It was like actually pretty good. So, but yeah, that's where I got all this information from. Hopefully, if someone doesn't like listening to him. Then they'll <laughs> then listen to I this. told it better. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So uh, I feel like I just called her Sydney Lawfer, but that's I... definitely not her name. It's Loof. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. I was thinking of that. Uh, the uh, musician. Okay. Yeah, whoever the fuck. Okay, anyways. Yes. Okay, so she was a 24-year-old woman from Broken um, Bow, Nebraska. And for some reason, I keep wanting to say bow, and I don't know why, but... She was unfortunately murdered after meeting with a woman she had met on Tinder. So she worked at a home improvement store called menards and she struggled with anxiety and depression but she had re- recently begun to appear happier to co-workers so i guess she was just like trying to better herself and it started to date on tinder and whatever so they're like okay like whatever <laughs> uh, so she met with a 24 year old woman that was named audrey on tinder and like okay just before i get started because it gets like so confusing because mm-hmm. they all have women names mm-hmm. there's sydney who this is a girl who went missing and then got murdered. Mm-hmm. Then there's Audrey, who is actually this woman named Bailey, but she made like a fake Tinder. Mm-hmm. The name was Audrey. Yeah. And then there is Aubrey, who Uh-oh. is the man she was dating, the oh, no. Tinder lady. So it, it gets confusing, but yo, I think fine. Um, I'll, I'll be asking. <laughs> I'll be asking okay. plenty of questions. So she meets with the 25 year old lady named Audrey. He was really Bailey. But um, they talk on Tinder for the first time on November 11th. And this is in 2017. And um, they talk about, like, their first date. They're like, maybe we'll go to, like, a casino and then dinner. So this was their plan. But when they actually meet up two days later on the 14th, they end up just, like, driving around and smoking weed. And I guess um, Sydney at the time had stopped smoking weed. She, I guess she used to be like a pothead. Then she stopped because she was like taking new depression meds and was just trying to like better herself. But then like obviously, yeah. you know, when you meet someone new and they're like, hey, you want to like smoke some pot and you're yeah. under pressure. She's like, okay. So they like yeah. smoke weed together, whatever. Um, she lived in Lincoln, Nebraska, if that matters. So, um, yeah, so they smoke together. And then I guess uh, Sydney actually like that night offers to audrey if she could buy weed from her but the audrey chick was like oh no like i have plenty of money i have plenty of weed like and just gives her weed Mm. and then um sydney goes into work the next day she was like super excited she felt like she had met like the perfect girl they had like a good time she thought it like went well and um she like had talked to like one of her friends i don't remember the name and she had told her, like, she really liked her and that she felt like it was, like, a good match. And I guess, too, like, she had met, like, a couple of other girls and stuff, like, previously on Tinder. And they were all, like, kind of those people who were, like, oh, my boyfriend and I need a third, like, kind of a thing. So she was, like, happy it wasn't one of those situations, I guess. Um, which I agree with because I feel like there's just so many fucking weirdos on Tinder. Like, yeah. after being on there, I'm, like... 
I'm convinced it's all fucking weirdos, but... Oh, yeah. I, you're probably right about that. <laughs> so, um, after that first date, they decide to hang out again the day after, like, immediately after on the 15th, and apparently her boss had actually, like, asked her that day, like, hey, do you want to extend your shift just to get some extra hours, make some extra money, whatever... She's like, oh, no, I can't because she's had a second date with that girl. And she was like, oh, okay, like, whatever. So, um, meanwhile, while she's working this shift, I guess the Audrey girl is texting her, like, how's your day? And being, like, so sweet. And, like, I had a great time together, whatever, being, like, really nice to her. And, like, while she's texting her this stuff, her and her boyfriend, so the chick is really named Bailey. Yeah. And she dates that guy, Aubrey. They're, like, out shopping for fucking, um, like, drape cloths, a hacksaw, a Uh meat grinder, Uh like, all this stuff at Home Depot. Uh Yeah. So, uh, after work, Sydney gets home. She gets ready for her second date with, uh, Bailey or Audrey, whatever. Yeah. And she posts, like, a little Snapchat photo, like, excited for my second date or something like that. She, like, sends it to her mom. Mm -hmm. She was, like, excited, whatever. Um, so the last message between Audrey and Bailey Boswell or whatever, or not Audrey, (laughs) (laughs) Sydney and Bailey Boswell, um was, like, right after she posted that snap, and it was Boswell telling Sydney that she was, like, at her apartment to pick her up. So they had planned, basically, for their second date to do the same thing, just, like, smoke, drive around, whatever. But after um, she got picked up, it just showed that her cell phone, like, went immediately to their apartment in Wilbur, Nebraska. I think it was, like, 40 minutes away from Lincoln. I'm not sure. I think that's what I read. But, um, yeah. So... Um, November 16th, the day after that meeting or whatever, the second date, Sydney, um, didn't show up to work. So then her mom, like people reached out to her mom, I think like one of her coworkers or something. It was like, Hey, like she never showed up to work. We can't get in touch with her. So her mom was like super worried and called the police. I don't know if she lived in the same town or whatnot, but um, police were like, okay, we'll go do a welfare check. So they go to Sydney's house and... I guess when they got there, like, all of her lights were on in her house, but her door was locked. Her car was outside, so they, like, go inside after getting access somehow. And they see, like, um, her makeup bag was on her bed, and there was, like, no sign of her at the house. So her parents show up, and they look in the makeup bag, and her glasses are in there, because I guess she wore contacts. And they're like, oh, like, she wouldn't have gone anywhere long term without her glasses and then she had a little cat named Mimsy which I thought was so cute did you ever see that movie the last Mimsy no (laughs) it was like just these kids and they find this weird like little alien rabbit and it's like like makes all these weird fucking noises but I was like oh I wonder if she named after that yeah so anyway her little fucking cat Mimsy didn't have any food or water was like freaking out when they came in so her parents were like really worried they're like yeah something's definitely wrong And then police, like, also agreed just because um, they, I guess, end up, like, tracing her cell phone. And they see that her last ping was, like, with that chick she went on a Tinder date with. So everyone's kind of worried. And they're just like, what the fuck? She's normally reliable. As always, I feel like in in all these stories, people are always like, she was reliable. She'd never do this. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they ping her cell phone to Wilbur, which is where um, those people live, that weird couple. And then I guess at the same time all of this is happening, Sydney has a friend named Brooklyn, and she's like, 
I'm gonna find out who did this, like, blah, blah, blah. So she reaches out to uh, Sydney's sister and is like, do you happen to have a picture of that chick who she was talking to? And her sister's like, yeah, I do. So she sends her a picture. And then the friend Brooklyn goes on Tinder, I guess, makes, like, a fake profile, starts just, like, swiping right on everyone to try and find the Audrey chick or Bailey. Yeah. Her real name's Bailey. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) She ends up, like, finding her, like, the same night, like, matching or whatever. So the next day, um, they start, like, messaging. She, like, fakes being interested in her. And she gets, like, a phone number. And, like, as soon as she gets the phone number, she sends it to the police. And the police trace it. And it turns out that it's just, like, one of those, like, text-free apps or whatever. But they actually were able to trace that app to, like, an actual cell phone. And it's under the name Bailey Boswell, who... I'm just going to refer to her as Bailey now. Yeah, they were like, thank God, we can stop calling this bitch, <laughs> yeah. Audrey. <laughs> yeah, so um, Bailey Boswell's a 23-year-old, and they um, find a address with the phone number that they trace. So they go to the um, address for a welfare check, too, because they're like, we don't know where these people are. They were together last, so we're just going to see if they're together. So they show up to her apartment, and she's living with a 51-year-old man named Aubrey Trail, who's her boyfriend. And I guess the landlord claimed that they were like really good um tenants. They always paid on time, sometimes early, like they never had any problems. But they're like, yeah, it is really weird though, because like two days ago their apartment reeked of bleach and I guess it was so bad that they could like smell it outside and it was making the landlord sick. Uh-oh. So then police hear that and they're like Oh, yeah, like, this is fucking weird. So they get a search warrant. And all the money they paid me for rent was just dripping with blood. But <laughs> yeah. it's probably nothing to do with it. Yeah. I feel Sorry. like if you smelled that much fucking bleach, like, I'd be concerned. To be make like, somebody sick yeah. outside the room? What heavy-ass duty masks yeah. were they wearing? Oh like, God. the to not get bleached out when i use spray bleach when i'm cleaning the toilet i'm like woof man that is potent that's what i was thinking i was like man how are they even living in there (laughs) they just dumped bleach in a power washer (laughs) and it just like like, yeah yeah so yeah so they go in they search the house after they get the search warrant and um at the same time too like they're they still haven't found sydney so they're making like facebook page they're, like, putting up missing posters, like, all that jazz. And on November 28th, Bailey and Aubrey are officially listed as persons of interest in this murder. And then, like, magically they disappear or whatever. Police don't know where they are. So this big manhunt starts mm-hmm. to happen. But because they had this Facebook page, like, and everyone's followed it, like, because, you know, like, this girl's missing. And, you know, when people see on the news, like, yeah. just thousands of people follow. So... They start posting these, like, bizarre fucking videos and stuff onto Facebook. Yeah, so they start posting all these weird fucking videos on Facebook and, like, messages and just, like, claiming they were innocent, that they're being crucified, and... Oh, fuck. The guy, Aubrey's like, yeah, I've got a criminal history, but he's like, it's forgery and (laughs) theft, like, not murder, and he's like, you know, I'm real sorry, I'm sorry for the girl, like, I'm sorry they're not together for Thanksgiving, but we had nothing to do with it and then the fucking girl bailey gets on and she's like hey it's bailey um sometimes audrey i have warrants for my arrest so (laughs) i go under both names but you know this isn't about me this is about 
Sydney and we didn't do have anything to do with it and they just keep posting all these fucking videos people are like freaking out like what the fuck these people are like crazy yeah and then like their very last video they posted it was like the guy again he's just like seems so fucking annoying like I hated listening to their voices his name is Aubrey yeah I'm already out (laughs) that's a woman's name (laughs) so he posts like this last video and I guess when they post it, they do some crazy fucking tracking shit. They find, like, the IP address, and then they trace that IP address to, like, a cell phone. And then they trace the cell phone to a fucking... You know they're after you, man. Yeah. You throw your cell phone out the window of a moving yeah. car. <laughs> it's like you don't post yeah. Facebook videos. Yeah, so they trace it, and then they, like, found, like, a phone call that had been made. And, yeah, anyways, they end up finding them... At a fucking hotel in, um, I wrote it down somewhere. Let's see. Or La Quinta. <laughs> uh, oh, before I say the hotel. Yes. Uh, that girl, when she had posted one of the videos, she's like, we smoked. She was like, that girl and I, we hung out. We smoked wax. We smoked shatter. She's like, I gave her like really good weed. Like a quarter ounce. She's like, so. It was just like so weird that she said that. I was like, what? So obviously I'm someone who can be trusted. Yeah, I was just like, okay. That's credibility, man. Yeah. That like they were besties. I know. She gave her a quarter of really good weed, She's like, I gave her weed. Like, I couldn't have killed her. What are you? (laughs) Yeah. What kind of monster gives someone weed and then murders them? Yeah, Uh, so. um, They find them at a motel in Branson called the windmill the windmill Mm. inn and they're arrested like early the next morning at 6 a.m or something like that so when they were arrested too they actually weren't arrested like under any charges like in regards to sydney they were just arrested because of all their like weird theft shit and stuff that they had been doing so this couple was like really weird they would um they would like go to um like antique shows i guess like from what i'm understanding and they would pretend to be a father and daughter (gasps) and like they would dress like really wealthy and the guy aubrey would use like a cane just to like i don't know it was so fucking weird yeah and um they would just like tell people i guess they would like write like bad checks and be like oh like they would bid on stuff write these bad checks and then like right after writing the checks they would like fucking leave like with whatever they um did and it seemed like they would do it mainly with like coins and collectors things like that so yeah it was really weird so um Um, yes yeah so after they get the couple in custody um detective bob hurley analyzes like all the cell phone records between all three of them to help kind of crack the case and they get a ping that led them to a town in central nebraska I think it was called Edgar. I don't think I wrote it down, though. And it was literally had, like, a population of 500 people, like, at the most. Oh, Lord. So it was yeah. really tiny. It was just, like, a farming town. So, like, sadly, on December 4th, um, in, like, a thick marsh of cattails, they find a plastic trash bag. I guess they had um, pinged, like, that's a cell phone to, like, a weird intersection or something like that. Yeah. Like, right around that intersection is where they found this. And they found the that first trash bag, and it had her arms. Oh. 
Oh, and no. It, and I guess it was like really sad too because I knew it was her arms because I guess she had tattoos and she had on one arm she had a yin and yang symbol. And then I think on the other bicep she had a tattoo and it said, uh, everything will be wonderful someday. Which, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so it was like super depressing. I was like, wow. So, yeah, then after that they start searching um, all along this like country road and they find um, 13 other pieces of her body all in separate bags, and there was only one piece they didn't find, and it was, like, her upper left arm. Oh, my God. Which was, like, the missing 14th piece, which was, like, yeah, just super weird and sad. They said that all of her internal organs were missing, or most of them, and her body had been completely drained of blood. What the fuck did they do to her? so really fucking weird. And, um, obviously after that, they're, like, prime suspects, so... Uh, yeah. Um... Like America's most wanted shit. Like we're looking for these individuals. Yeah. So, um, I guess too, like their entire relationship, they're just doing like, um, weird, like Bonnie and Clyde type shit. Like Bonnie and Clyde, if they like sold antiques, I don't know. know, Great value. Yeah. uh, Bonnie and Clyde. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, there was like, I guess like even like a couple, they scammed out of $400,000. They told them that like, uh, oh, we'll, we'll get you this, like, coin, this secret coin that's, like, $2 million if you give us this money and pay for us to go to fucking Paris and all this weird shit. They what just in the world? I don't know how they got away with this shit, honestly. Like, um, so then to make, like, shit even weirder, they had this weird group of women who helped them do everything. And they all believed that Audrey was a vampire, <laughs> that he could fly hypnotize people and read minds and that bailey was the queen of the coven and there was like 12 other women and they were witches and yeah did they use all their coin money to feed these people lsd (laughs) probably keep them i'm stoned out of their minds like how are there 12 people that believe this honestly it seems I don't know. I don't know how they find people like that. Honestly, uh, but. You've probably got to do it. Pray on the weak extensively. Yeah. Like that's your daily, that's your job yeah. is to constantly find people weak enough to believe. So crazy to even like fathom people who really believe shit like that. Like, yeah, the, you know, there's probably yeah. a lot more going on. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like pray, pray on the vulnerable. Yeah. I shouldn't say the weak. Like, you know, they're weak-minded. Yeah, they're, just the vulnerable. Yeah, it just seemed like they're all, like, really young and kind of just... Oh, like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they have this girl who, I think this is prior to before Sydney, um, named Anastasia. She's literally fresh out of high school, it says. She's, like, 18. She meets Bailey on Tinder. Um, and I guess Bailey tells her something like, oh, like, I have this guy that I talk to. He's, like, my sugar daddy. We make lots of money. Like, would you be interested? And I guess because she's, like, just got out of high school, like, working, like, some shitty, you know, fast food job. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I'll make yeah. extra money, whatever. So she becomes basically, like, their sugar baby. And they pay her. She was, like, actually making, like, 500 bucks a week or something from, like, talking to them. That is not bad. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay. And right. <laughs> yeah, respect, girl. Yeah. So she starts helping them sell, like, stolen antiques, like, going to, like, uh, flea markets and just weird shit and doing stuff for them. And she's, like, getting compensation from them. But she has to follow all these weird rules they have for her. Like, when she's in their house, she has to be naked. Like, she's not allowed clothes. She can't talk to any other men. She, um... 
has to check in every three hours. Otherwise, she'll be, like, beaten or forced into rough sex. And so then, like, the relationship with the couple starts to, like, kind of escalate. She said they start talking about, like, murder and witchcraft and sacrifice and, like... Goodness. They talk about wanting to make, like, a snuff film and... Oh, no. She thinks it's, like, all part of, like, the role play thing, but then she, like, starts to realize, like... Oh, they're, like, serious. Like, they're really actually talking about this. And they're like, oh, don't worry. Like, you know, they're, like, talking about beating in some person with a baseball bat until their bones are broken. And, like, oh, don't worry, though. It's only, like, to bad people who deserve it or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, at this same time, they start talking to another girl they find on Tinder. She's a 20-year-old named Ashley. She gets taken to the apartment and she joins... She wants to join the coven as their 13th witch. And in order to join the coven, she needs to murder someone. Like, they start to convince her, like, you have to murder someone. Like, what? and breathe in no, their last what? breath. Ooh. And they're like, and if you want to be even stronger, then you need to torture someone for hours. And so she's like, okay, like, <laughs> okay. I want to be a witch. And just decides to go along with them. So they eventually to make plans, like make plans for this Ashley girl, because I guess she was like a little more into it than the Anastasia chick, who's mm-hmm. kind of like, eh, like you guys are, like they could tell she was uncomfortable when they yeah. start talking about this. But Ashley's like down for it. She's like, yeah, like I'll kill someone. So they f- go and find some random woman at Walmart, and then something happens. They end up not going through with it, and then they're like, okay. We have the perfect person, Anastasia, the girl who was kind of like unsure about really what she was doing with them. So they plan to kill Anastasia. Ashley's like all into it. And then I guess there's like a random day they're at Walmart. I don't know why they're always at Walmart, but <laughs> you know what else? Is there to do? <laughs> yeah, we go to Walmart. <laughs> they're at Walmart. She's like in a dressing room, has like a fucking panic attack, a freak out, like comes out of the pa- um, dressing room and it's like, I'm not seeing you guys anymore and just like runs off and is like done with them and they're like okay whatever and then i guess um a few weeks after that like anastasia stops talking to them too so then they're like okay we need like another girl so they go to tinder again and they find this girl named katie and i guess katie is like actually like strictly like a lesbian Mm -hmm. and when they first go on a date together her and um bailey uh she like kind of like just randomly shows up with um audrey and the katie chick was like kind of uncomfortable she like gives him a massage even though she's like not interested in men yeah and then i guess they like she was like another young girl too i think she was like 18 or something did you mean she showed up with aubrey no no aubrey was the fake name she used on tinder i thought audrey was the fake name and aubrey was the dude no you're right okay sorry it's okay i just want to make sure that i'm understanding i hope i've been saying it right it has slipped a few times audrey but we're on board okay people understand it's whatever the name i I don't know why they picked like a one letter difference it's awful (laughs) i don't know why because they're fucking evil yeah nothing they have done has been nice and especially that, the fucking <laughs> name has been just pure evil. I literally tried to say in the beginning so I wouldn't get confused with the names and it still happened. Even like while we were listening to this at work, everyone's like, wait, is Who? Bailey the guy? And I was like, yeah, it's the guy. Then like a little bit later, my coworker's like, no, Audrey's the guy. And I was like, Audrey's the name of the Tinder and then we're like, yeah, we were like all getting so. Yeah, if his confused. name was just like Frank, it yeah. would be so much easier. 
But yeah, so, since it's three girl names, like, yeah. what? it's impossible. <laughs> so, Aubrey. Aubrey. She brings Aubrey on, yes. the le- on the lesbian date. Yes. Okay. And then he's, like, just talking to her, like, I'll give you all this money, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So she's, like, okay, like, ends up going back to their house. I guess she stays, like, two weeks with them consecutively. Whoa. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, they randomly just, like, drop her back off at home or something like that. And then literally the night they drop her off at home is the night that her and... Ah, uh, so... <laughs> Shit! <laughs> her sorry. And... Sydney? No. Yeah. So the night they drop her off at home is the night that Bailey yes. starts talking to Sydney. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Touchdown! Yeah. So... Um, then that's when everything takes place, the whole day, all of that. Um, um, that same day that was their second date, I guess they have like surveillance from outside of Sydney's work and the couple was like actually there. They were like sitting outside of the store. I guess Aubrey went inside. He like kind of like scoped her out. Like they, they have like video of them literally like walking past each other. And, but Sydney obviously has like no idea who he is. And then they leave, they leave her store and they go and purchase, um, fucking the meat grinder and all that shit and like bottles of Clorox and the trash bags that like would eventually be found with her body found like all along the roads and fucking Edgar. So, um, they didn't have like exact details of what happened and especially because I guess when they searched the apartment, they literally could not find any trace of her like ever being in there because... Yeah, they, of all the fucking bleach. Yeah, and, like how much they cleaned it. So yeah, but I guess like the autopsy just revealed that she had been strangled, beaten, and dismembered. So that was all they really knew what happened. They weren't ever able to really get a straight story from either of them of what actually happened or like why she was killed. So um, I guess they weren't formally charged until June of 2018. Um, so that whole time they had been in jail or whatever being held was literally just because of like their warrants and past like crimes that they had committed. So they're formally charged. And then Aubrey's trial begins a year after that, about in 2019. So, um, I guess his story like constantly changed the whole time, like during the entire trial and, um, like very early in the trial he like has this freak out you can like listen to it on youtube i don't know what the fuck he says he says something like something's innocent and i curse you all and then he literally slashes his own throat like in front of the whole fucking court wait what do you mean like the slashing motion or no he had like some random object what and he slashes his throat everyone's like freaking out they're like stop recording like you can like hear in the recording yeah um so he's like taken to the hospital whatever and because of that like he ends up missing basically his whole trial and um he lives whatever and darn it wasn't fatal yeah so fucking weird uh what a bitch what a pussy i know i'm like seriously so he ends up living and then the very end of his trial he testifies and he like just tells some fucking bullshit story and he's like it was all like a autoerotic asphyxiation and he's like yeah in hindsight i should have called the cops but you know we had weed in the house and this and that and just all this stuff he's like but i can assure you it had nothing to do with sexual fantasies or any of that that was all just like a like dramatization on my part 
something like that. And then uh, he claims that, like, she suffocated, had to, had a seizure, and then they do all this stuff afterward. Um, it's always rough sex. Yeah, I know. Oh, she just wanted it so rough. Yeah. And I just, oh, whoopsie-daisy. I know. I just, it's always a pretend rough yeah. sex like, shit. Sure. So, yeah, he tells that bullshit story, but the jury is like, we know you're fucking lying. Like, you went and bought a hacksaw and a meat grinder. Like You dismembered yeah. her. It, that's not, yeah, it's oh, like, no. We have all these messages of you talking about fucking witchcraft and your coven and whatever the fuck else. Not so, like that. Your proclamations of innocence on Facebook yeah. about... I don't know, you know, sorry for the family, but, you know, we whatever. We have nothing to do with it. Yeah. I'm just, he's, like, real sorry about her not being with you for Thanksgiving. Like, uh, like, ugh, uh. like so fucking nasty. But yeah, so the jury literally de- deliberates for two and a half hours, and they come back, and they're like, yeah, you're fucking guilty. And yeah. then uh, in 2020, of sept- or September 2020, Bailey's trial took place, and they give, like, basically the same information, but the defense is trying to paint her as, like, she was victimized by this man, and he took advantage of her, and this and that, but they didn't believe it, and so mm-hmm. they also find her guilty in, like, murder of the first degree, and she's actually facing the death penalty, and if she's sentenced and receives the death penalty, she'll actually be the first woman in Nebraska to, um, and, like, Nebraska history, history to ever be placed on death row. So. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I think they should save it for this very yeah. special person. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, that was the murder of Sidney Loof and the very confusing other oh two people. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of Just walking disasters. Yeah. Like, violent walking disasters. Literally so weird. It's like that, like, what is it, like, Fatal Attraction? I bet there's, like, an episode with them on it where it's just, like, two weird fucking people get together and... Uh, Sometimes the exact wrong people have to meet. Yeah. And then just bloody sparks fly. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. Thankfully, it was only... I mean, not, like, thankfully, but... It seems like they would have, like, killed more people with all these people they were talking to and everything, like... Yeah. Yeah, but... Sad that... Yeah. She died, but... Very much so. Yeah. Um, we'll apologize very quickly. We're in the basement, right? And this has been an experiment. <laughs> and I keep forgetting uh, that the heater is extremely loud in the microphone. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's real noticeable, actually. <laughs> so... So sorry, because um, I can't edit that out. It's, it's here forever. And you know what? It's cold as shit. Like, yeah. we got to have the heater on. It's like four degrees outside. I'm sure uh, there's worse. Right? There's worse. Possibly. It's kind of comforting. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so just to, I, I got to burn through this. We're, okay, yeah, sorry. We're, <laughs> we rambled for a while. Well, we haven't seen each other yeah. in eight years. We had to. Okay. So I'm going to cover, um, so Omaha, Nebraska, I'm going to cover a man by the name of William Brown, who was, uh, falsely accused and, but this was back in 1919. And this, this was a part of the red summer of 1919 that took place. Um, 
So I'll basically, I'm going to repeat everything I said because it's the first sentence. So, and I have to do that. (laughs) In the summer of 1919 in Omaha, Nebraska, a man named William Brown was falsely accused of assaulting a woman and her boyfriend, arrested, attacked by a mob, lynched, and his body was mutilated. Uh, This was one of the dozens of cities that erupted in racial violence, which which also included Chicago, Washington, D.C., and smaller places like Syracuse, New York, um, that resulted in the deaths of hundreds of black people and injuring thousands of others. Um, and not only just like the murder and the injuries, like thousands of people were left homeless because of these crazy fucking mobs. Hmm. So this wasn't just an isolated in- incident. As always, there is more to consider. Um, so especially given the social climate of the time, even the attitude of the president had a role to play in it. Um, before and throughout the summer of 1919, specifically in Omaha, but you know it pretty much branched out all over the nation, there had been dozens of false reports of black men assaulting white women. And when police would follow up, they would regularly discover that the accusations had been false and at least 100 black men had been brought in and questioned that year before the riot. Uh, and again, that's specific to Omaha. Um, these types of false accusations were common all throughout the country, sometimes leading to extreme violence. Hundreds of newspaper headlines would have things like black beasts roaming the streets or violent Negroes, like just really r- rhetoric, yeah. you know, just straight propaganda shit. Um, So these types of awful stories had been going strong, especially since the beginning of the Great Migration, in which over 6 million African Americans between 1916 and 1970 uh, relocated to the North to escape Jim Crow laws, fleeing economic disparity and racial injustice. So with the... Oh, I'm sorry. So with the needs for soldiers during World War One, black people were actually allowed to join the army. And I think only the army. Um, I believe it was still illegal for the Navy or the Marines to accept black people at this point. Um, in the South, of course, there were awful and ugly laws to keep black people earning low wages after the Reconstruction era. Um, they were known as black codes. So many black people after the Civil War were forced to sign, I did not know anything about this, yearly labor contracts in which they basically had no profits and no rights. And if they did not sign the contract, they could be subject to being arrested, fined, and put into unpaid labor. And this is, of course, where we see the first big prison boom, specifically in the South and specifically um, to the black population. Now, this also happened because when Lincoln was assassinated, his the vice president at the time, Andrew Johnson, not Jackson, um, he took over and he he was actually really against. He was like not anti-slavery. He like was kind of pro-slavery. But he basically told the South like he didn't really give a shit. Um, Cause like Lincoln had some things put up like what it, like the 40 acres and a mule thing he mm-hmm. was going to do. And then that like got rescinded because Andrew Johnson didn't give a shit about it and didn't want to, you know, uh, move forward with it. So yeah. So basically Andrew Johnson said like, as long as you pay your war debts, I really don't give a shit what laws you put in place. And that's how we ended up with Jim Crow laws. Um, and then just, so that's like further back, but current times, like especially right in the middle of the Red Summer, um, Woodrow Wilson was the president. And though he did do a few good things during his presidency, he gave women the right to vote. Um, He helped to write the Treaty of Versailles and to help end the First World War. And he unfortunately was sort of a dick. And not sort of a dick. He was a huge fucking dick. And so Wilson was the first Southerner elected in the White House since the Civil War. So, like, no Southerners have been elected. So, like, this is the South's big fucking moment, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And the South was pumped, even though Woodrow Wilson was considered to be a left-leaning sissy pants. Uh, Because he did believe, he was like, I'm a progressive, you know, I believe in all these movements, except when it came to black people. That was kind of a deal breaker. So after the Civil War and the Reconstruction period, Washington, D.C. was, and this is like what was crazy, is it was totally not segregated. Everything was really integrated in Washington, D.C. Like, there was still a little bit of tension, but for the most part, like, black people were working along white people just fine. And that is a little bit more specific to Washington, D.C., but, like, the fact that it's starting there and it's working there, like, that's a really good sign yeah. for the country. Um, but then Wilson comes on the scene he he hasn't been to Washington, D.C. yet. He has no fucking idea. And him and his team were not prepared for how many black people they'd be seeing working just fine in Washington along white people. So it was Wilson's secretary of treasury who also happened to be his son-in-law. His name was William Gibbs McAdoo. Um, <laughs> it's a real name. Uh, and he ordered outright that their department be segregated, and this sent a wave through the White House, allowing for those in power that still harbored resentment in their minds to punish the supposed wicked, which were, I guess, all black people. So Wilson had stated, segregation was best for the Negro and best for the service. Such a fucking dick. Um, so once that starts going down, it basically, you know, oh... Yeah, so they start putting up screens, partitions. They're like now they're what they hadn't had separate lunchrooms before. Then they started putting in separate lunchrooms, um, and in really rare cases, this was so fucking upsetting. In really rare cases, in which a person couldn't be segregated because of their job, and if they weren't fired outright just for being black, um, they were put in literal fucking cages during their shift at work. Oh like God. just put you in a little cage. Because we have to segregate you. Um, Wilson alone fired 15 of his 17 black supervisors, replacing them with white people. And eventually, one of the requirements to get the job in D.C., a person needed to send a photograph of themselves to prove that they were not a person of color. So, so like, Woodrow Wilson just set the clock back to fucking 1865. Like, here we go again. Um So Wilson was absolutely a Confederate sympathizer. He believed heavily in the lost cause, which was a romanticized viewpoint of the Civil War. And this is indicated strongly in his book, A History of the American People. And he really, like, he really loves a Confederate soldier story. Like, um, and Woodrow Wilson, he even had a private screening of D.W. Griffith's movie, Birth of a Nation. And you are familiar with Birth of a Nation? Mm -hmm. So for those that don't know, um, it is a betrayal, basically. So this poor, innocent white woman is attacked savagely by a black man, which is just a white guy in blackface. And then he throw- she throws herself from a cliff because she's just so ashamed of her body being violated. And like this black man is then hunted down and chased by the local noble KKK members that kill him and they bring forth justice. It's this really, really fucked yeah. up movie. Um, it actually like gave birth to like the KKK because it wasn't really a thing until that movie. Well, like it, it around. had been and then it went away. Yeah, and then it like came back. It like, came back. Yeah. It like had this resurgence. And I guess they still talk about it in like film school because it's a 
it it is i guess visually like he did some really unique things that no one had done before yeah, like the burning of the cross yeah and that was the crazy thing too was they said like no kkk members had ever burned a cross but mm-hmm. he just loved the way it looked visually yeah. and now it's like a part of yeah. their rituals um yeah, so it just totally breathed life into this. This is what's so fucked up. I did not realize that... Oh, sorry. What Wilson said about the movie is that D.W. Griffith could teach history with lightning. Like, he loved this fucking movie. Oh yeah. um, Wilson himself was quoted in the movie in three different spots from his fucking book. So, like... I don't know. That's concerning to me that a bunch of KKK members took the book of the president and went, man, he's got some real good stuff in here that we can put in our movie. Um, So this is just one of them. And this is actually specifically from his book, but it says the white men of the South were aroused by the mere instinct of self-preservation to rid themselves by fair means or foul of the intolerable burden of government sustained by the votes of ignorant Negroes and conducted in the interest of adventurers. So just these poor white people are just at the mercy of these black votes. Like what are these innocent white Southerners to do? Um, So yeah, that was from Woodrow Wilson, that fucking dick. Yeah. Um, so when soldiers from World War One started returning, they're like, what the fuck? It's actually worse than when we left. Like, we thought this meant progress. We thought we're joining your armies. We're good enough to wear your fucking uniform, but then you're going to put us in a cage when we work at Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. This seems pretty fucked up. Um, so then uh, with all that racial tension on d- in D.C., on July 19th, everyone read the headline, Negroes attack girl, white men vainly pursue. Just like another fucking headline. Here we go again. So then everyone in town hears like that it was a serviceman's girl that was attacked. And then like all hell breaks mm. loose. So then it's furloughed soldiers, sailors, Marines. Most of them are probably like hammered, you know, just yeah. drunk in the streets. They all join together with some other board racist people. And then they start targeting black people like... Anybody that crosses their paths. So they're literally bashing people with clubs in front of the White House. They don't care. So all of this turns into just like a violent city eruption. Um, So black people are fighting back, though. Like, I guess gun sales actually went up because like black people were going out and buying guns. Like, fuck this. Um, So they're like, it's like this violent shooting spree. I think like 25 black people are dead and 15 people white people are dead by the end of it or or something like that. But after several days of violence, Woodrow Wilson finally sends out the national guard and with some well-timed heavy rains, the uh, violence stops, but you know, it's just a short while after that, even in DC that the Chicago riots happen. So it's like this domino effect. It's like violence is just kind of happening at random points in 1919 that are exactly like this. Um, So that brings us to September of 1919, in which poor William Brown is falsely accused of robbing a white couple, and their names are Agnes Loback and Milton Hoffman. And when they were walking home from the movies, she claimed that William Brown approached them, um, he took their money at gunpoint, and then he held the gun on her boyfriend, he drags her away, he assaults her, and then he carries her back to where the boyfriend is sitting. Um, And Agnes said, I know Milton wanted to help me, 
but the Negro kept the gun on him. My companion was afraid of getting shot. I did not want him to lose his le oh I'm sorry. I did not want him to lose his life, for he is a cripple. I don't know why that line like fucks me so up, like like very dramatically, like, for he is a cripple. And it seems almost like a burn. I know they just said cripple back then, but it's like, God, that's like seems a little harsh, Wait, don't you so think? Is he a I guess he had trouble walking. She said he was like a war hero. Other, I guess he's got like a, he had a pretty bad rap sheet of like underground illegal boxing and like some other shit. I don't know. Yeah. And I think he actually started a riot in another city. He just seemed like a bad dude. Milton Hoffman. Um, oh, and then there was like, so they get, they get the statement, the cops, and then some cops go to visit. And this is secondhand information where like the guy tells a story, like his dad is an officer that goes to visit Agnes uh, Loback. Um, and he's just telling this as he remembers his dad saying it, but something about, they go to talk to Agnes, they look through the window. She's like cleaning her floor on her hands and knees. They knock on the door. She gets up. It like takes her a minute to like situate herself. They like can hear stuff going on. And then the boyfriend answers the door and she's sitting on like laying very dramatically on the sofa with like a towel wrap like on her head. And she's like, oh, hello. Like she suddenly is like putting on this play and they're like, okay, we think she's full of shit, but they still have to get her statement. But anyway, that was like secondhand information about that. Um so in response, Omaha did still round up 45 men, um, but an anonymous tip led them to William Brown, who was a black man that rented a room from a white woman. F- I guess that, like, I don't know, was a concerning thing. Uh. They had... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a dog. That fucking scared the shit out of me, dude. Uh, he does that at random intervals. <laughs> Okay, the dog is done, we think, hacking, but he'll be okay. Um, All right, so at 10 p.m. on September 26th, a mob of over 200 people grew outside the home. Um, Officers officers were able to retrieve Brown before the crowd got violent. Um, So he gets to the station, and Agnes is there, and she, like, starts screaming, That's him! And, like, it's definitely not him, Mm -hmm. um, but it, like, is getting people all hyped up Mm -hmm. that it's him, even though it's not. And they know that it's bullshit because William Brown is known for having some physical limitations, Mm. such as suffering from severe rheumatoid arthritis, and he especially has it in his hands. They ache constantly. And, like, he actually walks kind of hunched over. Like, how was this man, this arthritic fucking man, supposed to hold a gun while, like, ravaging a woman and then carry her back. They're like, it's just physically in no way could he have done this at all. Um, So they know he's innocent, but it doesn't matter. Like, the court of public opinion has fucking been adjourned or, you know, whatever they say in courtroom talk. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, I put the the crowd was like foaming at the mouth at the idea of like hanging somebody. Mm-hmm. So the officer officers try to move him to the courthouse. I don't know exactly where he is at this point, but so they do try to move him to the courthouse and the crowd unsuccessfully tries to kill him. They're just trying to get him to the courthouse. Um, at one point they're even able to get a rope around his neck mm-hmm. and officers are able to free him. They get him inside the courthouse. 
a little bit of time passes. They're worried about William Brown. But the next night, tensions are like, of course, fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Milton Hoffman is there. They said, this was so weird. They said riding on the shoulders of another man or something. I was like, was a grown man <laughs> riding another man? I was confused. I don't know how true that is, but I like to think that that happened with him, like, waving a gun around like a fucking maniac. Um, yeah. So, anywho's, um... Yeah, so Milton Hoffman and his hate group, they gather outside the courthouse. They're demanding justice and blood. Um, At this time, the crowd was growing uglier and angrier. Clubs and guns are now on the scene, and altercations are starting to break out between law enforcement and the mob. Uh, Within a matter of hours, it said, and I saw this on multiple sources, there were 20,000 people demanding that they release Brown. So, like, people are fucking pissed, even though this is a made-up fucking story with a guy that clearly didn't do anything. Um, so within a matter of hours, oh, I put that 20,000 people. Um, they did try to scale the walls, apparently, of the courthouse through windows that they broke, but they were a bunch of pussy-ass bitches and they couldn't do it. So then when they realized they were a bunch of pussy-ass bitches and they couldn't do it, they set the building on fire. And then they didn't want firemen to come by and put the fire out, so they destroyed the firehouse, too. Like, they were fucking pissed about something. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, you can't have any loose ends flying around. Uh, So the mayor was there because he understood how tense the town was. So he's there. He tries to go out and address the crowd to calm them down. But the crowd doesn't give a shit. They're fucking freaking out. A shot rings out. They don't know from who. Mm-hmm. But then someone screams that the mayor just shot him. I guess a, a soldier. They're like, the mayor shot me. And like the mayor doesn't have a fucking gun. <laughs> but like, okay. And then somebody takes a fucking baseball bat and hits him in the fucking head with a baseball bat. The mayor? Yes. They have got God. lost their fucking yeah. minds. Um. Then they, dude, they hanged the fucking mayor from a streetlight for, like, a minute. Luckily, like, the officers were able to cut him down. They, like, barely escaped with their lives. This crowd is, like, out of fucking control. Um, So as the flames intensified, so did their hatred for William Brown. I wrote that line by myself. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Um... There were actually other people being held there. A note was dropped to the crowd from the roof saying, the judge says he will give up the Negro Brown. He is in the dungeon. There are a hundred white prisoners on the roof. Save them. So they forgot that like other people maybe were in the building that would need rescuing. Um, But some police and prisoners had to escape by like ladder from windows, like just to get out. Um, I don't know if those prisoners were ever saved from the roofs or if they just burned um the article didn't really ever talk about them so once they found brown hiding in a cell they dragged him to the street and all the while he's screaming that he was innocent Mm -hmm. he didn't do anybody he didn't hurt anybody but it doesn't matter so the uh, the crowd beats him unconscious they rip his clothes from his body um and once he is in the street oh i'm sorry once in the street the hate fuel crowd uh, oh my god let me try that again i can edit this Once in the street, the hate-fueled crowd lynched him and then shot him hundreds of times. 
And then when they were done doing that, they wanted to send a message to the black community by humiliating his corpse. So they dragged him behind a car for a while, and then they stacked a bunch of railroad ties, stole oil from street lamps, and then they burned his body. So this is all over a thing that didn't even fucking happen, you know? Um, during the riot, 14-year-old, eventually Holly, eventual Hollywood actor, uh, Henry Fonda watched the entire murder happen from his father's printing shop, and in which he described the scene as one of the worst things he'd ever seen, and then he later starred in two movies that were centered around, um, the hateful, violent nature of lynchings, and then this is what really blew my mind. In, on December 19th, 2018, an anti-lynching bill was finally passed, it's 2018, yeah. and there's been no lynching bills passed. Um, according to the bill, at like over 4,700 people, mostly black, were lynched between 1882 and 1968. Um, and I feel like that probably is on the conservative side. Mm-hmm. I would assume there's more. Um, between those years, nearly 200 anti-lynching bills had been proposed, and none of them ever passing. So that's the progress we've made. Yeah. Um yeah, dude, it was a crazy story. Yeah. It started off with just this, like, lynching story, and then it turned into fucking Woodrow Wilson and the KKK yeah. and the Red Summer, and then it's like, uh-huh. all this shit just started unraveling. It was horrible, crazy. Yeah. I find it crazy, too, like, because I know that people are still, like, just as horrible, but I'm like, how were they allowed to just fucking have those, like, crazy fucking, like, mobs and shit, and now it's just, like... I think it doesn't happen anymore. I guess I don't know. But. God damn it! The fucking dog. Sorry. He just. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> fucking mooch. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Um. Just hide it better or something. I think you have to have a police force that eh, kind of doesn't really care yeah, one way or the other. Because like, oh. like here the the thing that I I didn't get a cover. I even left a bunch of stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had other stuff written that I was like, I can't fucking fit this all in. Yeah. But, like, photographs of people, like, cheering in yeah. front of homes that are being burned, you know? Horrible. Like, like kids. Yeah. Oh, the kids all chased them out. Like, yeah. you know, with fucking knives and shit. And then we burned their shit. Like, and, like, everybody's proud of it. Everybody's celebrating yeah. it. Like, oh, thank God we got rid of them. What a nuisance. And it's like... The only thing they were guilty of was just, like, trying to yeah, make it, you know? Um, and yeah. it it didn't, you know, little things like the Great Migration, where now suddenly there's, like, towns are, like, triple now the black population mm-hmm. than they'd had before, and they've been taught their entire fucking lives to be afraid or, you know, not under, you know, be, be terrified of things you don't understand or people that are different. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, and then it's crazy to see, like, there are things that happen in the past that, like, really, really affect the future. Yeah. So things like Andrew Johnson not following through with, say, 40 acres and a mule and allowing the vote and instead letting Jim Crow laws in, yeah. like, that makes a difference. Yeah. That's a big fucking deal. So, yeah, it's, it's all tied oh, together, man. Yeah. Well, shit. Um, we probably got to yeah. stop. It's, like, so late. Uh, so last time... I recorded with John, I accidentally said, stay safe, young ones, because I got mixed up with my favorite murder and forgot we're not that podcast. So (laughs) instead, it's goodbye, young ones. And 
drink your Ovaltine. Yes. That's <laughs> Wait. Goodbye, young ones. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.